Welcome into the Hustle Show podcast, going live Wednesdays and Saturdays on the Wager Talk YouTube channel and wherever you're downloading your podcast at the Hustle Show podcast. I am Drew Martin, joined by Kelly in Vegas and Adam Trigger to start. We got Ariel Epstein coming in from the bullpen. Chris Thurston, hey, he's out for uh, hey just a short short time more. Hopefully, yeah, he's back on Saturday. Why everybody in the NFL isn't playing and ruining every single bet I could possibly make. Chris is fine. He's going to be better soon. Uh, I didn't even, I asked Joe not to even change the lower thirds because I'm convinced he'll be back in action by Saturday. That's a great tribute to CT right there. Love that. Yes. Guys, CT bets, Adam Trigger. Hey, we're, 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 we're getting after it. Adam, welcome in, buddy. Thanks, Drew. Yeah. No, uh, you know, we're, um, feel like we've been doing shows all day, but this is my favorite one of the week. It's the one I look forward to the most. So, uh, look, you know, hopefully we find some winners here. Me as well. Uh, we got uh, presented by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Guys, Viva's going live in Boston. Short time, uh, it's going live in California. There's even some plans maybe in the Sunshine State. Kelly in Vegas, our belief is to live long, live well, and live it up. Hashtag Viva up. Adam, we got a recap section here. Um, guys, probably going to be a little bit quicker of a show, but hey transparency is key. So where were we right and where were we wrong, man? Yeah. So first real quick, I just want to say that if you, if you missed it on Saturday, we did our first uh, college basketball show. I know I was looking at the comments from last week's Wednesday show um, that we weren't talking a ton of college hoop. We're going to start talking that a lot more in this, in this, on this show on Wednesday as the season, as the football season winds down, but we did basically almost a whole hour of college hoop on Saturday, and I, I thought it went really well. Uh, I will recap that on Saturday when we do that again. Uh, so this is going to be the recap for last week's Wednesday Night Hustle show. Uh, start with best bets. We had, uh, unfortunately, football team couldn't come all the way back. They were knocking at the door, uh, but fell just short for Drew and Kelly. Um, CT and our guest, John Jaskremski, I probably just butchered his last name. Uh, they were both on the 49ers as their best bet. Um, awesome OT win right there. And then my best bet was a college basketball game for the second week in a row. Uh, my, my best bet was college basketball for the second week in a row. It won. Eastern Michigan uh, survives a late rally from Niagara, wins by two to cash uh, my best bet. And I'll have another college basketball best bet at the end of this show. Um, big game breakdown. Uh, Arm, you guys nailed the Army Navy game. Uh, Chris loved Navy plus seven. Uh, they get the win. And Drew, I, I'm gonna, I'll let you follow up and let me know if you were nervous after the first quarter when it was seven seven really quickly, but the under ends up getting there without much problem. Uh, 17 13 final. Uh, so the big game breakdown sweeps side in total with Navy and the under. And I don't know how you want to grade this. I gave out Indiana plus five. Uh, I know people probably got four and a half, so we can call it a loss. But the Indiana Hoosiers last Wednesday, uh, an epic collapse, 22-point lead in the second half, and they couldn't cover five, which is is just, you know, I, I, I guess that's kind of how it's gone for the college basketball season for me so far. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of season left. Um, and then when we had our guest on, we sort of had a consensus hustle play on the Vikings uh, that got there. Uh, with the Vikings winning 36-28. Wally's corner was short last week because some of the games he gave out were bowl games. 
I will go over them again when we do Wally's Corner later in the show. Uh, so just two plays for him last week, and it was an even split. He was on the Vikings, and then the Jets. Uh, Vikings win, Jets lose. He's 54, 36, and 3 on the season. It's roughly 60%. And we'll have a full Wally's Corner card later, and I will go over what he uh, gave out in the Bulls last week as well. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous in the Army-Navy uh, game to answer your question in the first quarter, especially I get on Twitter and people are like, oh, the trend, oh my gosh, oh bet Army-Navy under. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I was one of these people, one of these dumb, stupid people that just rides a trend. And then sure enough, Army and Navy How comes through. How can you not through. ride the trend, Drew? We talked about it on <laughs> Saturday morning. I'm sorry. I know, but it, it just kept cashing. And Adam was one of those people on Twitter Except in the group chat, there he is going, oh, they're going to score 100 right after it was 77. <laughs> I'm like, will you stop? This is so early. Look, and, and it ended up being a very easy cash. But uh, by all means, Adam is uh, the negative vibes only shirt. I'm getting some shirts made over at Barstool. He's going to get a <laughs> negative vibes only shirt. Our friend Joe's going to get one. I understand I have like the little reverse jinx, but I am not that negative. I was like, it's 7-7. Seven, seven. It's not like it's 21-7 at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was seven to seven. It it it, it was going kind of just the big plays, you know. I'm like, oh man, how are they going to stop that? Because a lot of times, Kelly, when you're running the option, if you're not stopping it in the first quarter, it's not like you learn to stop it in the third and fourth quarter. That's actually one of the kind of in-game wagering things I like to take advantage of is ride the the option when it's working and look to fade the the team running the option when it's not working. But you got to remember these are academies that do this all the time. So sure enough, they they turn the switch and. The under was money 16 straight times, Kelly in Vegas. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I was a little bit we'll nervous. We'll see what but the bookmakers do next year. I, I bet they open it in the, like, 29, 30s. 29 and no, a half. No, they're not. Because guess what? <laughs> Every single one of those people on Twitter that Drew was saying, I saw so many people, oh, you got to take, got to buck the trend, buck the trend, take the over, take the over. Mm -mm. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of bucking trends. Let's just uh, ride the trend instead, guys. That's the way to go in sports betting, at least in my opinion. Um, Kelly, we, we got a question here. Actually, we have a couple questions. One, COVID in the NFL. Is this something that, you know, you look to stay away from, kind of putting this into your handicap? Or do you kind of grab this and run with it and use it as a handicapping advantage? Well, last week, I wish I would have stayed away from it, right? Uh, you and I had football team plus four and a half. Yeah. When the dust settled, there were sevens available. I mean, I'm usually bragging about my nice CLV trophies that don't cash, but good God, that often does the line move, you know, two and a half points in the other direction. So to answer your question, Drew, I love overreactions in the NFL. Love, 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 love them. But even on Monday night, I had the Rams in eight different teasers. I ended up putting them in a bunch of open teasers as well after doing the Monday Night Bet on It show with VR and Marco, because that's how much I love the Rams. And sure enough, right before the game, their best defensive player is out. Well, not their best. Their best defensive back, I should say. Uh, Jalen Ramsey gets announced out. And I'm like, son of a biscuit. This is not how I wanted uh, my Monday to go after the bloodbath that was Sunday. And it didn't matter. So to say, is Jalen Ramsey worth a half a point? No, he's not. But the, the market sure thought he was. And when you're missing key players and you know that it's being built in the line or there becomes an overreaction because the market moves too much, that's one thing. No, I don't like the surprises on Sunday morning that two more guys are out on a team that I bet on that I have already a terrible number on. Um, look, it is what it is. It's something we all have to deal with. 
Uh, it's It sucks, but no one really has a better advantage than another, especially the way that the NFL is doing their COVID testing and the rules for the vaccinated or unvaccinated players. Um, it kind of seems like it's still a very gray area, if you will. Um, yeah. And so we're going to see some more of those late scratches of players on Sundays for the next couple of weeks. I mean, we're in the middle of flu season right now. I know a handful of people that have it. That means more professional athletes are going to have it. And it's just something that we unfortunately probably have to start factoring in that, hey, look, this could happen to your bet. Uh, even we're going to start to see in bowl games, you know, we we can get to bowl games here in a minute. But I don't like to bet bowl games too early, Drew, because kids don't make grades. There's kids transferring, coaches getting new jobs. There's all sorts of things to get built into it. And of course, you always want to get the best of the number. But sometimes you also want to get the best of the information because sometimes making those bets uh, that you wouldn't have made, for example, on Sunday, I would not have bet Washington football team. I gave it out on Wednesday, did a video with Wager Talk, did a video with Barstool. And sure enough, I had a dead on loser. I knew it was a dead on loser. And uh, it was unfortunate. I even told people don't bet it. And I made a joke about PFT not being able to find his RG3 hat as kind of a joke. but. At that point, I couldn't bet off of it. I can't lay six and a half with Dallas. So mm-hmm. you just kind of have to let your bad bet ride and hope that maybe you can get a backdoor cover. It sucks, but that's the honest God truth when it comes to games like that. Yeah, Kelly, and, and you bring up getting the good number. Obviously, part of, you're, you're kind of uh, the, the name that I, I think of with that saying because it is so important, and, and you do preach that. But at the same time, I feel like – it's not apples to apples, you know, two and a half to three in the NFL is so huge. You know, you got to be getting those huge, that the, the right numbers, but in college football bowl season, you know, from nine to nine and a half, something of that nature with, I would much rather have the good information, you know, be on the right side of some of these moves and maybe give up a half a point, especially if it's not a key number. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Do you have any opinion there? Well, Drew, you you definitely nailed it. I just meant, um, let's just use for an example, Billy Napier, right? We knew that he wasn't going to coach in the Sun Belt game, or that he was only going to coach in the Sun Belt championship game before he yeah. left for Gainesville, right? Yeah. We knew that. And the line opened exactly where I thought it would open, six and a half, seven, and now it's been bet down. I did bet ULL minus five today. I do think that this is a, a, a much better team that's kind of flown under the radar. How much is Billy Napier going to be worth the line? We're going to find out. But I would not say more than two points, most of his coaching staff will be there for the bowl game. They haven't announced a new head coach yet. So there's a lot of things in the mix that I think that information-wise, I'm glad that I waited because I got a better number by waiting uh, because it wasn't necessarily factored or maybe the betting public came in and said, okay, this is what happens with you know coaches taking new jobs and things like that. But I'm more worried about with bowls. It sounds terrible, but kids not making grades. We find out last minute. Uh, going out and partying. I mean, that the 2003 Fiesta Bowl is ingrained into my brain where a few of the K-State football players went out. There were some allegations made the night before the bowl game, and the line wildly shifts. Their starting quarterback ended up getting to play, but he was pretty rattled about what happened to him the night before. It was just those type of scenarios for bowl games are, are really frustrating. So I'm with you. I would much rather get the best of the information than the best of the number when it comes to non-key numbers like that. Like, it, Nine and a half, ten and a half. Yeah, some games are going to land ten, but for the most part, they're not. Yeah, no, good, good, good take there from at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. Hey, Trig, what are you thinking here? NFL bets uh, near impossible to make with COVID. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't made one yet this week. I guess if you if you can kind of jump in front of 
a, a you know something that looks like it's going to move quite a bit like had you you know been had you gotten that info on the raiders you know when it was like six or five and and sort of locked that in i, I could see you know doing that you know knowing where the line is now and whatnot but Again, I, I don't know that that means that the the Raiders is a, a great bet there. It just means you, you've basically like manufactured some some CLV. Um, but you know, so yeah, I I tend to bet later as it is. I don't lock a ton of stuff in early, um, and I don't do it in the bowls earlier. I I don't do it in the bowls specifically because of what you guys were kind of touching on. So much can happen from now till the game's actually being played, and I don't want to. I don't want to be sort of committed to a side a little bit knowing I might want to go the other way. So yeah, I, I, and now that you throw, you know, that's just normal bowl season stuff. You know, now you throw COVID into the mix. It's really, it's tough. Like I'm, I, I tend to, I find myself waiting, you know, a lot, a lot longer than I used to like a couple of years ago to, to, um, you know, bet these bowl games and now in the NFL, I mean, you know, we're joking about it earlier. Uh, I'm talking to CT and Walrus. We have to pick a team. We're still alive in Circus Survivor. 23 people left for $6 million. And, um, you know, we have to pick a team this week. And we're just like, yeah, like I, we don't even like know. It's not even like worth discussing until like Saturday morning at this point. Because who the heck knows who's going to be out by the time that actually comes around. So, yeah, it's, it's gotten it's gotten a trick with the, the, the COVID for sure. Huge shout out to the chat box, guys. Everybody joining us live right here on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. If you are, come join us in the chat box. We got Jay Buff in the house, Sean Alvarez, uh, Rico as well. All of you guys, welcome on in. Let us know your opinion on some of these games. We're talking about bowl games up next. We got three of them before the next time we'll be on on Saturday. So we got to hit those. And a reminder here, guys, Aviva Tequila Seltzer, the, the sponsor for the show, one of the reasons we're here right now, Viva Tequila Seltzer, refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer, 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Perfect for your post-game or pre-game celebrations. Active lifestyle in mind. Kelly, you talked about it at the top here. Some of the bowl games, we got Toledo, Middle Tennessee State. We got Coastal Carolina, Northern Illinois, App State, Western Kentucky, uh, the three before will be on at, uh, what, 11 a.m. on Saturday. I was looking towards the Chanticleers. I know they're minus 10.5-point favorites over Northern Illinois. I just don't like betting back teams. That's one thing behind this. And I think Coastal Carolina, a little bit underrated in the Sun Belt. They lost that game against App State, kind of kept out of the Sun Belt championship game. Looks to be their quarterback will be healthy. That's why I like the Shants. Do you like anything here at the top of the card in the bowl season? I really, it sounds terrible, and I and I can look through these teams, and I can make an informed decision, and I can ask other people to see their power ratings, but Drew, we've spoken about this like a hundred times, maybe not on this show, but just me in general. I really like to stick to the conferences that I know the best, right? And that yeah. is the Power Five. I did for a long time keep up with the Mountain West because I live in Vegas. I still follow that conference from time to time. But you're right. The, the Mac is. I, I text mid major Mac. I text Brian Leonard. I don't. I don't follow these smaller conferences. If anything, I get some sharp information about the games Tuesday or Wednesday. My brain only has so much room, and so that's what makes these type of conferences difficult. Now, I will say uh, that I was looking towards App State, uh, and we could talk a little bit more about it on if I end up firing. Excuse me, Western Kentucky App State, and if I end up firing. 
on this game as of right now. I don't love it. But Ralph Michaels gave me a really interesting stat. If a team lost their championship game and they're now a favorite, they, well, they lost their championship game as a favorite, uh, and they lost it by seven or more points, they are 0-14 against the spread. In bowl games, uh, it's been nuts. That's a nuts stat. That's nuts. Wow. So I I'd originally liked App State. I had them kind of circled, like maybe take a peek at them just a little bit more. I think that not winning the Sun Belt kind of could have been one of those bubble bursts that we hear people talk about situationally a lot. And here's a really well-coached Western Kentucky team. I think the line is about right. I think this is a, a field goal type game. But I wonder situationally what the locker room atmosphere is like with App State. And so if anybody has got some inside scoop on that, I would love to hear it. Are they excited to, to be in this bowl game? Are they over it? Are they ready to cash it in and get back to next season? We're going to find out. I mean. You're going to go to Florida. They're playing at FAU Stadium. I, it, they should be excited. Uh, but, you know, this is a 10-3 and three App State team that I think had their aspirations set a little bit higher. On the flip side, Western Kentucky, I wasn't going to be that high on them coming into the season. So the fact that they finished off the regular season 8-5 and five says to me that there's, there's maybe a little bit of mojo there. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to rush to back Western Kentucky. But like I said, man, initially I looked at that and said, wow. App State minus three uh, circled it and said, you know, let's let's go back to it. Let's look into it between now and Saturday. But with Ralph's trend, I said, uh, I just might have to pump the brakes here. Absolutely, Kelly. I mean, I, I'm still going over that. That's 0-14 against the spread if you lost yeah, if the championship lost game. Their, if they were a favorite and lost their championship game by seven or more, and they're now wow. again a favorite, I believe. There's probably another caveat there. Listen, when Ralph rattles these off, I just chicken scratch it as fast as I humanly yeah. can. Uh, but as far as the other two games, I, I really don't have a big opinion. I know it sounds terrible for me to say, somebody in sports media, but. No, not at all. The NIU I, I, Huskies, I think... like the, the Chanticleers are an exciting team. I think Coastal Carolina was fun. We saw a couple, you know, really fun games from them. But for the most part, this isn't a team I followed enough to really make an informed bet. And it kind of sucks because I'm in a bowl pool. And we have to pick 44 spots, so side or total, um, in these bowl games. And I'm going, what am I going to do with some of these early games on, on Friday and Saturday? Yeah, no, but Kelly, to your point, like, uh, you, you know, talking about sports betting media and you need to know everything. The people that are experts at all the sports and all the conferences, man, watch out for those people. There's just two, there's only 24 hours well, in a day. So it, I like they the are, fact that you're they saying have that. no life. Because I feel like I get one day off a week and that day is Tuesday. And then my subsequent rest of my week is just complete and utter chaos. And so yeah. I, I don't know how they have time. Especially, to, you when, know, you do, especially when you don't have a phone. But. Ah, all the phone jokes. <laughs> it only took uh, Adam 19 minutes into the show to make a phone joke. <laughs> I got a new phone and it's really tiny and weird. And I don't know what to do, but I do have a purple case. So that makes me very happy. K-State in the house. It's that Sorry. phone phone problem for kelly in vegas but water under the bridge i guess if i can do that <laughs> <laughs> drew with the Trig, dad what? jokes uh, i did drop my phone actually i didn't even drop it. it fell out of my freaking hoodie uh we were deep sea fishing yesterday for everybody who's like why don't you just go in and get it oh yeah i couldn't wait to dive into 75 foot of water after it disappeared it like <laughs> hit the water and just disappeared i yeah i was gonna totally dive in after it and after salt water, they don't work. That's all, that only works in fresh water, right? I have no idea, Drew. 
I did not feel okay. like being shark bait in addition to uh, trying to save my brand new phone. Luckily, uh, shout out to the Apple store that had one. It's a tiny one. It's weird. My hands are not used to it. I like big phones, uh, but it is what it is. It's way better than carrying around an iPad for the next three weeks. I can tell you that much. Absolutely. Words of advice there from Kelly. Trig, jump in here, man. Any thoughts on uh, losing your phone or uh, top of the bowl card? Well, I'll tell you, Drew, I, I would, if I ever lost my phone, I think I'd have like a, an actual meltdown. So I don't even know. And I had a, a, a vision of like Kel walking around with like her iPad and maybe like a, like a hotspot or something. And that I just, that makes me laugh. Uh, but I'm glad she has a, her phone back so she can, she can answer our texts again and whatnot. But uh, yeah, the bowl, the, just a bowl card in general. I, I haven't played anything for this weekend yet. And I, I can I can tell you that I, I feel like it's going to be like one of my smaller um, opening weekends of bowl season. I don't really know what the reason for that is, um, but it's just these these first these Friday Saturday matchups are, are are tough. I haven't gotten the window gotten to the window with any of them yet. Uh, but there, there's one I'll touch on. It's actually one Drew that you and I talked about earlier. Um, and I've kind of been thinking about it since we talked about that on uh, the best damn fo uh, college football show on Wager Talk TV. Uh, and I, I like it even more than I did when I was talking about it with you and Ralph. And that's Oregon State. I, I know you're going to disagree with me here, Drew. Uh, I think they're going to blast Utah State in this game. Um, I, I hate betting favorites in bowl games, too. I probably only have a couple during the whole bowl season. But this feels like one that could be a blowout to me. I get why people are going to be on utah state here um they just had arguably the most one of the most impressive showings of championship weekend uh to just go in as a six-point underdog or whatever they went off at but definitely lower than that but to go in as a as a, a dog and just hammer san diego state that's like the the, the sort of the the vision that's in everyone's minds with with utah state um and you know, listen, they they overachieved big time this year. They had a great season, ten and three. I don't think anyone expected Utah State to win the Mountain West, but they had a great season. Um, with that being said, I just think Oregon State is a much better football team. I know, like you know, there's the whole motivation, you know, thing. Is Oregon State going to be motivated for this game? But Oregon State doesn't get the spotlight that often. So, you know, this is a, a standalone game. It's in prime time on Saturday night in L.A., SoFi Stadium. Um, I, so, yeah, I think they're going to be up for this game. And they've already got up for big games this year. USC, Utah, Arizona State. They won all three of those games, and they won all three of those games by more than the line in this game. Uh, I like Oregon State's rushing attack. I think their offensive line is going to push Utah State around big time. They are uh, ninth in the country, third down conversions, converting 50.3% of their third downs. Um, you know, I think if, if they lose this one, they're going to get backdoored. That's, that's, I think they will be up a couple scores, and it's going to, if, if, it, if Oregon State does not cover, it's going to be a, a scenario where, you know, Utah State drives down the field late and, and gets within the number, but I'll take my chances there. I think this is a mismatch. I really like this Oregon State team. They they fell, you know, they they didn't play well against Oregon in their final regular season game. I think they bounce back here and, and blow out the Aggies. Fair enough, Trig. Yeah, I was on the other side, but you make some good points, man. And if Oregon State is able to push them up, push them around up front, which could be the case, uh, 
likely going to win this bet. Kelly, you, you look like you're chomping at the I bit. know we're going to bring in Ariel Epstein here in a minute, but I, I, I'm with you, Drew. I have Utah State circled, and this is an Oregon State team that I loved all season long. I made a ton of money with the Beavers. Yeah. I'm just not confident in their role now as a favorite. When they're an underdog, sign me up. As a seven-point favorite here, I, I kind of have to ask. And then one thing I was going to have Ralph look up for me was how well – and this is just me just speculating in my brain, uh, but I wrote down to ask Ralph how well Pac-12 teams have fared during the Bulls. But remember you were talking about you like to avoid MAC teams. Previously, I'm like fade the Pac-12, fade the Pac-12. Is that something that you guys recall as well, that the Pac-12 just hasn't been that great in Bulls? No, not at all. They, they they haven't been good at all, I don't believe. I, I I think I even saw a stat, what like one in 22 or something like that, their last 23 as a favorite. I don't know. I, I don't want to – yeah, but they, they – I'll, I don't I'll think get with Ralph good. before I make a thing, but that now I'm kind of – maybe I need to look at it just a little bit more because, like you said, Adam made a really compelling case for the Beavers. Again, was high on them all year. I didn't want to fade this team, but I'm going, I think they're a little overvalued here. Yeah. Well, I just want to say quick too, like, again, uh, you know, I didn't bet this one yet, but, and, and it just goes to, I guess, show you what kind of what we were talking about earlier, you know, I, and something drew, I'll bring, I'll, I'll give Ralph Michaels credit. He said it on our show earlier, you know, you, you can't handicap bowl games. Like it's like the regular season. So there's like a lot more in play than just the matchup. So I agree with, with Cal, I may have to go back and look and say, okay, is the, is there motivational angles here that make more sense for Utah State? I really like Oregon State here from a matchup perspective. And I kind of looked at the whole, you know, prime time, you know, being in prime time as a, as a, a reason that they would get up for the game. Because, you know, let's face it, like Oregon State, even their game against Oregon, which is one of the biggest games on their schedule each year, was sort of buried in like the 3 p.m. Uh, window of games the day that they played. Um, so, you know, this is kind of like a, a standalone spot for them. So I think they'll be up for it. Um, but, yeah, you kind of have to take in everything into consideration. And that's really why I haven't bet a bowl game for this weekend yet. I know I will, but, you know, we're still a couple days away. The, the, mar- the market can still, you know, move, and, and you can take that information and, like, play off of it. But, yeah, that's just some thoughts I have there. Good stuff, uh, Trig. Guys, we got a uh, couple sections left here. Quicker show today without CT bets, but he is recovering. And uh, Kelly, I think next up is uh, Kelly in Vegas's sharp card, if you got it. Yeah, I do. I told Adam uh, before there's quite a bit of stuff uh, that I received today. So full disclosure, I haven't had a chance to go through any of it myself. I did just bet it all. That's just what I did. I just <laughs> bet it all uh, because that's how good this group is. Uh, New England, Indianapolis, over. Yeah, they bet it lower. They bet at 45 and a half. Um, we're gonna we're seeing this one tick up. I'm sorry, they bet at 44 and a half. It's now 45 and a half. I bet at 45 and a half. It's going to 46. So New England, Indianapolis over. That is the Saturday game, Saturday night game. So remember, we have two Saturday games this week in the NFL. Um, and then they also bet the Denver Broncos minus one and a half. It's now two and a half. And I like Denver to win this game, but in full disclosure, I did put Cincinnati in a teaser. Also, uh, basically, this is a a Ralph Michaels trend too, but we saw this one uh, get played as well, and that is the under in the Dallas and the Giants game. 77% to the under, double-digit away favorites to the under. 
Um, and so I blindly played that one 44 and a half. And then favorites off a home loss, play them the following week in the NFL. And that is the Cardinals, which they also played. Uh, and I'm going to pick one more. And this is where it gets difficult because there is just so much shit. So you got to watch other shows. It's all out there. Um, I'm going to go the over in the Buffalo game. So over uh, Buffalo is in an interesting spot here and they're going to get the win by all means. Are they going to get the cover? I guess we're going to find out. This is uh, not by any means a uh, Carolina team that anybody wants any part of right after last week. But I do think that this, this line at 44 and a half is going to just keep, or, yeah, just keep ticking up. So you like it, you agree right now is the time to play it. Um, I think Buffalo headed into off that ugly loss, that lower scoring wind tunnel of a snowstorm, if you will, versus the Patriots is an interesting scheduling spot prior to next week. So those are the five that were given out. We'll see how they did last week. Do you remember how they did last week, Trig? Yeah, you know, I just recap. realized. I, no, I just realized somehow I, I had it written down and I just like overlooked that part of the recap. Uh, I want to say we and got three. smoked because I got smoked. No, I was going to say I got smoked yeah. across the board. So uh, I'll read them off real quick. It was it was the over in the Bills and the Bucks, which cashed. The Bills, which lost, brutal loss in overtime. Um, Packers, Bears, under was a loser. Oh, Giants, Chargers, smoked. under. Giants, Chargers, smoked. under was a loser. Um, and Vikings was the win. So so two and three, but after a, uh, you know, two and three after like a, something like a 21 and four run or something crazy like that. So uh, two and three isn't the end of the world there. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it back this week. But Time for the guest line, guys. Brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Coming to a store near you, live in Boston. Our flavors pair perfectly with our intestinal Blanco tequila for a subtle and refreshing drink. Subtle, very subtle. It's good if you're uh, not into those really forward tastes. And hey, it's got tequila, 4.5% ABV. Without further ado, somebody that I know likes Viva Tequila Seltzers. That's Ariel Epstein. Ariel, welcome in. How are you? Hey, oh my gosh, I actually have my Viva Seltzer too and I totally forgot it. I'm like trying to be sober for a little bit. Trying to be sober. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I just started today, so we'll find out. <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say over under today is Wednesday. I'm going to say over under 72 hours. How many hours is it till Friday 72. Uh, You're two giving and me half. way 40, too much 40, credit. I'm going to give her I'm going to give her 46 and a half hours. Ooh, I know. I mean, I, I was gonna say, <laughs> you gotta set it set it right around happy hour on Friday. Set it like right yeah. around that time. <laughs> That's exactly. You know, what I did. it'll it's be like if she gets right out early. East Coast. So I took two hours off and said four thirty. Four thirty. line. I'm gonna try to make it to happy hour Friday. I feel like that's a really good milestone for me. I like. I could see that. Yeah, right there at four thirty on Friday. That seems to be a, a a pretty good line. That's good stuff there, Trey. So, Ariel, what do, what do you got going on? What, what's on your mind? Um, well, I know you guys do uh, NFL today, so I won't talk about NBA, but that's what's on my mind. I have a lot of NBA well, stuff. Well, let's talk about NBA. The games are yeah. about to kick off. Kick off. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, tip, um, tip, so tip. 
Okay, I've got three props for tonight that I'm going to be sweating out, but I like NBA props way better than NFL props anyway, just from like an outcome standpoint. Uh, so first tonight, Cleveland's Cavalier center, Jared Allen, he's been on fire lately. I've looked at how he's done against bottom 10 defenses, and he has been so good. He's averaging just under 20 points per game and 12 rebounds. You could either take the over on 17 and a half points for Allen or you could go and take his points and rebounds prop, which is at 30 and a half. Rockets third worst defense in the NBA this year, plus a size advantage. Overall, the Rockets are small. However, now they're without their center, Christian Wood tonight. Allen is going to be outsizing anybody on that floor, so take the over on him. Dallas point guard Jalen Brunson up against the Lakers. The Lakers have been a bottom 10 defense all year. They were in health and safety protocols this week. In addition to Naluga Doncic, they've already announced that Doncic's going to be out for the next couple of games. Brunson without Doncic this year, averaging uh, 16 points per game, five and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists. I'm taking the over on his 16 and a half points tonight solely because he's gone over this number in four out of the six games with Doncic out. Lastly, I am fading Russell Westbrook tonight in the Lakers Mavericks game because with LeBron on the floor he's not doing that well he's only averaging just under 19 points per game six rebounds and just under eight assists this is a man that was hitting what double digits and rebounds plus assists last year I was betting the over for like three straight months and Westbrook just was relentless I mean this guy was putting up 40 rebounds plus assists a game. Now he's just kind of tailed off with LeBron on the floor. Plus, the Mavericks have been limiting their opposing point guards in the last 10 games to under 20 points a game. Not betting anything with Westbrook tonight, or I would take the under 34.5 points, rebounds, and assists. That's my three props. NBA props from the prop queen herself. Where else can you get this good information? The Hustle Show podcast, 6.30 guest slot here. One of our best Actually, our best guest, Ariel Epstein. Ariel, what about changing the gears here? Baltimore Ravens uh, quarterback position. How's your boy doing, Lamar Jackson? I'm sure he's doing just fine. That's what I'll tell you. Uh, I, I keep that, People keep asking me, am I betting the Ravens at plus five and a half? I mean, Ariel, I, can't you, like, send a text? You were just there. You, like, know all these people. You got a specialized queen jersey. Like, this is what I need. Like, the queen jersey is awesome, by the way. To like, that's I, awesome. I, like, just send a text, find out the information because he's on my fantasy team and I somehow got in the fucking playoffs. I have no idea how. I had the number one power rated team and we only won freaking seven games this year. It's been terrible. I just <laughs> Did you know if Lamar's going to be okay. Yes, I have Lamar. Did you win? I got slammed because I lost, well, not slammed. I lost by 20, which Lamar should have had. Kittle, Tyler Lockett, I love you both because that is why I beat the shit out of Clay Travis because you're right. I got 1.3 points with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I had. I'm going to have to ask some people. No one's going to tell me anything, though. I'm a gambler. They don't want to tell me anything. But, I mean, that ankle, it's a low ankle sprain. It's a big game against Green Bay. And I just – people are asking me about taking the points. But the problem isn't so much about the offense to me. It's about the defense. Green Bay has so many weapons, and the Ravens have no cornerbacks. We keep focusing. And, yes, Lamar Jackson's the MVP of the team. And, yes, it's all about what Lamar can do. The offense has been terrible lately. The defense has been saving the Ravens the last few weeks. Unfortunately, they're out of cornerbacks. That's where my fear is. If anything, maybe you take a Packers team total. But I have to wait this one out. I can't 
that a game with the Ravens if I don't know the status of Lamar Jackson. According to a bunch of doctors in the NFL, they've said that it's better that it's not a high ankle sprain, which means that Lamar Jackson has a decent chance of playing. They called him day-to-day. They haven't ruled him out yet. They probably won't rule him out because why would you if you could make Green Bay have to prepare for Tyler Huntley and Lamar Jackson? Honestly, the best way to play this is probably to go take an over on Tyler Huntley's rushing yards if he ends up being the starting quarterback. The backers have been bottom 10 in rushing yards allowed to quarterbacks this year. Huntley is going to have a lower number than Lamar would, and Huntley's just as good as Lamar is running the ball. So I would take the over on Huntley rushing yards. Yeah, I agree with what you were just saying there in terms of running the football. You know, I, Ariel, the way I know Tyler Huntley is, is from Utah. Watching him, Zach Moss was the running back back then. Um, he tore up the Pac-12. You know, he was one of those guys you watch and you're like, hey, could this guy play in the NFL? You know, maybe not quarterback position just because, you know, I guess not that type of profile with throwing the football. But I always went back, man, could he be like an Antoine Randall just because he's he's a next he's a next level athlete, Ariel. This guy is awesome. He's fast. I like that you said that, though. What are your initial thoughts here of him? I like him. He keeps the Ravens in the game. Look at every game that Huntley's come in. They keep moving the line five points against the Ravens because Lamar Jackson's out. Huntley's covered all of those spreads. Live line last year against the Ravens and Browns. They moved the live line to crazy numbers because Lamar wasn't in. Same thing happened a few weeks ago where where Lamar was out due to illness. Huntley kept the Ravens in the game and nonetheless won the game. Huntley's going to keep the Ravens in the game. That's what my whole point is right here. I just looked. I I pulled up my numbers. I made the game two. uh, Ravens, two, two, two and a half point home dogs with a healthy Lamar Jackson. If this game, the game is currently four and a half. We're starting to see fives. At what point is this a definite overreaction? Ariel, as a Ravens fan, what do you think the drop off is between Lamar and Huntley? It's definitely not a touchdown. I don't see the Ravens having to get, I remember, what was it, a couple of weeks ago where Lamar was out for that illness and they moved that line like six, seven points against the Ravens. It's not a touchdown. Maybe it's the way it is, uh, five and a half, I could see. I don't think that they are, I don't think that this line is fully moved yet. If it does end up being Tyler Huntley, I think it's half baked right now. But I would take, if you want to and you have faith in Huntley like I do, I would take the five and a half solely on the quarterback position. But again, this isn't about just the offense. This is about the defense. And I'm really nervous about the Ravens defense more than I am about the offense, which is why maybe you could go and look to some Huntley props, a Ravens team total over. I'm just nervous about what this defense is going to look like because they're signing players off the practice squad. They're taking players off the street to try to play cornerback. When you've got Devontae Adams and no one to cover him, that scares me. Yeah, it absolutely does. I, I like your little line there. It's half-baked That's into the subtle. line. Right? That, that was that was uh, really <laughs> subtle there, uh, Ariel. And I do agree with you. I mean, if Tyler Huntley's going to be I'm going to go eat some half-baked ice cream instead of alcohol. That may be like sugar over alcohol. It's probably smart. <laughs> and- I don't know if it's healthier. Maybe, maybe not. Not not healthier than tequila. We've learned that tequila is the healthiest of the liquors. Cal said red wine was. That's like such a lie. There's no it way red, red wine, wine is red healthier. Red wine is a liquor. There's a million. Yeah, there's so much like sugar in red wine. This was weekend, though. I got some Camus wine when I was in Maryland, and I just was like, yeah, guys, this is what we're drinking. Sorry. That's it. Steak, Camus. Yeah. Done. It's easy. Viva pregame. Viva pregame. Yeah, Viva, Viva Tequila Seltzer and uh, Viva, Wally knows Viva Tequila Seltzer. Trig, we got Wally's Corner or is this uh, something that's not going to happen? 
What is oh this no, we Wally's corner. Wally's corner is happening. I was blowing him up okay. an hour before this show, but he got he oh, got naturally. It's, uh, uh, he got right. Know, he got right back to me though. Three forty-five in Las Chris Vegas. is gonna be. Chris is gonna be mad about that. He answered. He answered first ring for me or first text. Um, and got and got it to me right away. Um, so yeah, Wally's corner. As I said earlier, uh, not much action last week. Um, just the two games and they split. Uh, and the reason for that was some of the some of the stuff we covered on last week's show in Wally's Corner was college football games that had not gone yet. So let me recap. I'm just going to recap what they played last week uh, because it's still on the board. Uh, they took Memphis. They took it at minus four, uh, up to minus five and a half. At the time of the show last week, it was six and a half. I don't have it what it is now, but they did play Memphis um, from anywhere between four and six. Uh, they played Western Michigan. That line has gotten hammered at this point. Uh, they started playing Western Michigan at six and a half. It's all the way up to Western Michigan. Um, they were as much as a three-point favorite. So I, I don't really know what, what we can even do there, how we even grade that one, because it's it's really not even like a as at a playable number anymore, but I just wanted to cover it anyway. Uh, and then we talked about Michigan state. They started betting Michigan state at four and a half all the way to three. And we even talked, Kelly even said on last week's show, take any plus number with Michigan state. We all kind of agreed. So, um, you know, do what, do what you will with that. Um, and so new ones for this week. So we'll expand on that card. Um, first couple more bowl games. Uh, they took Tennessee. They're playing Purdue. Uh, they took Tennessee minus three. They took Tennessee minus three and a half. Uh, there's still fours out there. It's going to probably move to four and a half. So if you want to get on Tennessee, get on them now. Uh, Wally said it's still good at four. Uh, and they took Fresno, uh, UTEP Fresno State. They took Fresno State. Um, they started betting Fresno State at 10. Bet them at 11. It's now up to minus 12. Um, so that that's Fresno State against UTEP um, two. And that one actually is on Saturday. So I will just just point that out. Uh, that game, Fresno State UTEP is one of the games this weekend. Um, and so, yeah, they took Fresno State two in the NFL on Sunday. First, Saints Bucks. They took the Saints at eleven and a half and eleven. It's now down to ten and a half. And they took the 49ers. Uh, they started betting the 49ers at minus eight, and they've bet them all the way up to minus nine. So real quick, uh, I know I'm not as as I, I got to get better at this. CT is better at this than I am. But anyway, real quick for the, the four additional Wally's corner plays today, Tennessee, Fresno State, Saints, 49ers. Um, and then with the three from last week, that's Wally's corner. Like it. Good job there, Craig. Stepping in for uh, CT bets that uh... – is uh, on the shelf until Saturday, most likely. Um, Kelly, did you have anything else here? Kind of like uh, final thoughts before we get to best bets? No, I just was taking notes this whole show. I just got all of Ariel, Ariel's props back for tonight. Now I yeah. got a little action for Wednesday since Trigg didn't give me any college basketball. I'm so used to Trigg sending me text messages, and, and he just totally distracted me today. It, it was I wasn't shafting you. There was just I, I texted you at, at least three times throughout the day, and I said I, I it, there's just really uh, not much tonight. I gave you I, I told you my I'm gonna give it out on the show. I bet one college basketball game tonight, and I like it a lot. It's gonna be my best bet. So you know you're okay. you're not gonna go home empty handed. All right. 
in Ariel, get get in the so, late call and uh, 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 go go ahead, Trig. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead to Ariel. I'll just say I'll I'll keep that for best bets. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, Ariel, you no, know, I just wanted to give you you know the floor is yours. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. And is there anything you wanted to shout out before we get to best bets? Um, it looks like Kelly got highlights, so I feel like we're matching now because I think we both are extra blonde at the moment. I am very blonde. <laughs> I also think this green screen isn't helping me, and neither is this bright light that is making my eyes water right now. It's been a very long filming day. I had multiple fuck-ups this week. I lost my phone. I had a terrible Sunday. I missed a work meeting today. I'm shocked I <laughs> am even alive at this point in time. Yeah, uh, shout out to the Giants and Chargers for screwing up my team total under on the Giants, considering the Chargers decided to muff a punt in a blowout, and the Giants were on short field on their last drive, and they scored a damn touchdown. So uh, my team total under of 16.5 for the Giants was probably my worst beat of the weekend. Um, yeah, so that's my final thought. <laughs> Short fields and unders. Yeah, that doesn't work out. It happens to the best of us. So we're bouncing back, guys. We got best bets coming up. I'm actually going to go tonight. I'm going to do trig style here. My best bet tonight uh, for the nightcap, guys. It's the degenerate special here. We get the WAC and we get the Pac-12. New Mexico State and Washington State. It opened 137 and a half. The total still at 137 at both Westgate and uh and DraftKings right now 136 and a half pretty much everywhere else i'm going under guys both of these two teams run slow tempo and really of late the teams that they've been playing have been really ultra high tempo so i actually think their numbers are misleading on ken palm so new mexico state washington state two slower tempo teams i don't think there's going to be enough possessions there guys 65 possessions you know, a, a point per possession is not going to get you there to 137. In the nightcap, degenerate special style, New Mexico State, Washington State, under 137 for my best bet. Going around the horn here, Kelly in Vegas on Twitter, Kelly Stewart, wagertalk.com, barstool bets as well. Kelly, welcome in and best bet. I hate this already. I'm terrified. Um, and also, I just found out we're going to this game. We're taking Grandma, who is a Saints fan, uh, to Saints Bucks. So I'm like, well, Grandma, we're either going to be cheering really loud or we're going to be both very angry because we're taking the Saints. I took the 11 earlier today. And look, by all means, I know it's very hard to beat a team twice, and I'm not calling for the Saints outright upset in Raymond James Stadium. But this is a Bucks team that terrifies me at home to step in front of. But this is a divisional game, and that's what we're going to see from the Saints team. Yes, Trevor Simeon was the quarterback to get it done last time, and I am not going to sit here and say anything about, about, bad about that man. He got that cash for me and Trig. We actually sat there and sweated it out with Grandma, and I told Trig to turn it off and not to talk to me the rest of the game. I blocked Jay Buff for a couple hours. It was a really emotional game for me. That being said, it's probably going to be the same on Sunday, but 11 points is entirely too many points here. We're seeing what Taysom Hill is made of, and that is because he can do little Taysom Hill things along with Alvin Kamara. And how do you beat <laughs> the Bucks? You run, 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 run their ball down their throat. And uh, it means I also like the under here, but I like the Saints plus 11 even more. You guys know I'm a sucker for these divisional dogs, and this one just looks a little too steep. That's why we've seen 10.5 start to pop up. There still are some 11s on the Wager Talk odd screen, so make sure you guys – Get the best of the number, even though 11, 10 and a half doesn't really matter. It does. That way you can hoist that trophy with me when Tom Brady throws three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. I make grandma leave early. 
I was going to say, Cal, that, that game was the, that was the original leave the chat moment right there. That was the original leave the chat. And Wally, Wally's corner just gave out Saints, so you should feel good about it. I do, actually. And, uh, you know, the guys on Bet on It today all gave me a little bit more ammo to bet the Saints. Uh, look, this is a, I don't want to say gun shy because that's the wrong word, but I am a little gun shy, if you will. After last weekend, uh, when favorites, you know, go 14 and 1 straight up and, you know, just bad things happen, you just get a little worried about it. Now, look, are bookmakers out for blood this week? Are they baiting you to bet a lot of big favorites? They are. That doesn't mean that it's it's week 15 of the NFL. Some teams have already quit, right? Like there, there's some issues here, and we got to sift through the rest of them. But the Saints team has not quit, and uh, I think that they're going to put up a big fight on Sunday night. Divisional double-digit dog. Ariel, have at it. Uh, at Ariel Epstein on Twitter, where are you going for best bets? Well, shout out to the last time the crew was at Raymond James Stadium. CT bets with the excellent seats that we had that game. Uh, I think I'm still tan from it. Anyway, my best bet is going to be for tonight, <laughs> and it's going to the Cleveland Cavalier Center. Jared Allen, I'm taking the over 17 and a half points against the Rockets. Bottom three in points allowed, and he's gone over this number in all but one game when he's faced a bottom 10 defense. So take that over on points for Allen tonight. No one's available for Houston. Just kidding. Ten players are, but they're they're all like hurt or in COVID protocol. Ariel, you actually got a seat in Raymond James. That, see, you're special. I was just uh, you know standing the whole time looking for you guys. But you hey, have, it is I'm what pretty it is. sure. What you didn't have a seat? You didn't have a seat with us. We had so many open seats. You ditched you? us. You all ditched I know us. is. We had a seat on the sidelines, and it was hotter than hell. So much so that I found Uncle Benny underneath the umbrella right at, right around yeah, halftime. And then I didn't go back to my seat, and I sent Ariel to sit down in my seat with Brett because I was like, screw it. I'll just sit up here and, and uh, drink seltzers with Uncle Ben and try not to melt. Yeah, I was with I was with you, Kel. That's why I don't I never went back to my seat either. It was just so hot. Like, I didn't even care well, that, that I could barely see the field there. at that point. Like. Yeah. It was a long oh, yeah, trek upstairs. Ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Raymond James that, gets really cool hot. Stadium. Yeah. yeah. It would be better for like a night I don't like the cannon. I don't like the cannon. Not a fan. Who doesn't like the cannon? The only thing I didn't get to do is go to the pirate ship. So Sunday, I'm going to go to the pirate ship and uh, win the 50-50. There you go. That's my goal for Sunday. <laughs> I like Good it. Luck, Kelly. Hey, Trig, uh, round us out here with best bets, bud. All right. So back-to-back weeks. I've given out a college basketball game as my best bet back-to-back weeks. We've cashed it. So let's do it again here uh, tonight out in, I think, Drew Martin Betts. Earlier you told me it was the Beehive State, Utah. Um, yeah. This game is a little bit of a rivalry out there. Uh, Weber State and Utah State. And this game, first off, it's at Weber State. Uh, and I think we're going to see a nice little home court advantage from them. Um, but from a matchup perspective, you know, the consensus here is that Utah State's the better team. Uh, they probably are being from, like, the bigger conference and whatnot. But uh, from from a matchup perspective, I really think this favors Utah, uh, favors Weber State. Uh, big athletic team. I think that's going to give Utah State some trouble. They're going to get out and run, and I don't think that's what Utah State wants to do. I have Utah State as a fade right now. This is a team that their head coach is now the coach of Utah. Their head coach from last year is now the coach of Utah. They, they've been a really good team the past couple of years, so they're actually in a little bit of a rebuild. Um, and they just kind of came out of the gate hot and got a couple high-profile wins that I think has people thinking that, okay, well, this is just Utah State business as usual. 
Uh, but I've got them projected to be a middle of the pack in the in the uh, Mountain West this year. So Utah State, not quite as high on them. Weber State, veteran team, veteran coach, all seniors. Your likely big sky, your likely big sky championship uh, champion this year. Probably an NCAA tournament team. Listen, their one loss where they got blown out by Washington State. Washington State hit 13 threes in the game and they couldn't miss a shot. So I'm not I'm not going to really fault them for that. Uh, you're you're catching a couple points here with a with a home team that has a great chance to win. Believe the line is Weber State plus two and a half right now, and there's a reason that it's been sitting at two and a half all day and it hasn't gone back to three. Uh, I think Weber State's the sharp side here. I really like this matchup for them in the rivalry game. You know, we saw Utah Valley take down BYU in a similar sort of rivalry scenario where Utah Valley got to be the home team two weeks ago. Big home game for Weber State. They lost this game. I can't remember the score. Something like 86 to 34 last year. So if you want to talk about revenge, there it is. That's a, a just an ugly loss. Give me Weber State plus two and a half. I expect them to win this game. Um, and, and hopefully it makes us three for three on these. All right, guys, best of luck out there if you're uh, tailing the best bets. That does it for the show. Huge shout out to the chat box. We got Rico, Leg Show Magazine, Jay Buff in the house saying happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah out there. Snickers, you can take a long walk off of a short pier if you're betting over oh. New Mexico State. I hope that uh, this under <laughs> cashes and you lose, I win. It so uh, never get spicy. I like spicy, Drew. <laughs> it's I, I mean, he's throwing in the, uh, the the chat box. He's betting the over just because I'm betting the under. So, hey, I hope he loses. And if he wishes to, to take a long walk off of a short beer, uh, all the best. Hope you can swim. So for uh, Kelly Stewart, Ariel Epstein, Adam Trigger, I am Drew Martin. Guys, we'll be back Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. The college basketball special. We'll also be going over some bowl games as well. Come and join us right here on the Wager Talk YouTube, wherever you're downloading your podcast at The Hustle Podcast. Best of luck with your bets. See you on Saturday.